Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Should housing be a constitutional right? Because talks between the leaders of Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil and the Green Party have been watching the news over the weekend, uh, which is completely uncovered related On a programme for government resumed this morning, a Fianna Fáil leader, Michal Martin, has said he expects the party leaders to sign off on the deal. Uh, probably not the deal that everybody wanted to see when they voted in an election some four months ago. Leaving government buildings at around 10 o'clock last night, he said good progress had been made, uh, but would not be drawn on which items had been resolved or which were outstanding. Now, it looks likely, of course, that Michal Martin is now going to be the next Taoiseach. Um, I know, again, a lot of people, I'm looking at some of the comments online and people are saying this is not what we voted for. So he says, Mo, Curly and Larry screwed for the next five years. Well, that's if these uh, compulsive liars can stick each other for that long. I suppose it will all depend on how long it will take Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael uh, to throw the Greens under the bus. And they're the kind of comments that I'm looking at in the journal. Very negative comments in relation to this particular agreement for government. But anyway, one of the things that was pointed out in the Irish Times and the main points for the draft government formation includes changes in housing, transport, direct provision and other areas. But I want to focus today on the referendum on a right to housing, which has been mooted. And do you think that everyone should have the right to housing in Ireland? Now, I have spoken about this on the show before. And I remember a spokesperson for the Simon community saying that a right to housing is not about the state ensuring home ownership for all. She went on to say that this is an unrealistic expectation and uh, a soundbite often used by those who wish to undermine progress on the issue. A right to housing would provide a floor in respect of access to adequate housing for all, obliging the state to be reasonably to protect and fulfil that right. So do you think a right to housing would be, should be enshrined in the Constitution? Currently in the Constitution of this country, you have a right to shelter. I think that's the way it's worded. In other words, that's why we see people in direct provision. That's why we see people, for example, uh, mind you, it does only refer to Irish citizens, of course. Uh, that's why we see people, um, for example, in hotel rooms, etc. like that. So many people face homelessness because of reasons like vulture funds, financial problems, loss of job and the put into hotels. However, because the government don't have any social houses to offer them. But is that the fault of the government or is it a case that people need to, our people need, they feel entitled to a house and need to understand that owning a house is hard work and you need to work to keep it up and to keep that house. Um, and I suppose a lot of people are going to say no, because if you want a house, you need to buy it. And, okay, the government should make that easier with, say, shared ownership and affordable housing and social housing for those who are always going to be in that situation or never get out of that trap. But in saying that, when you put in a right to housing, that means we all might as well just give up our jobs because the government has a responsibility to give us a gaff. And I want to know what you think. Do you think housing... Now, not a home. Housing should be a constitutional right. Let me know what you think. Uh, Patrick, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Patrick? Hi, now. Yeah, pretty good, yeah. Good, Patrick. Um, I mean, should ha- I mean, look, this is probably going to be a referendum in the next two years. Should housing be a constitutional right? No, what should be a constitutional right is that you have a right to temporary accommodation in order to give yourself a leg up to afford a deposit for a house. So the council provides you with a house for a certain number of years, and within that time frame, you've got to save a deposit within the bank. And if you don't, you're out in your ear and in order to give you a start to get your deposit. Because otherwise, you're paying so much on rent that if you're paying less rent for the council, you have the chance to get yourself a head start and then move on. And that, and that covers most people, Patrick. But there are people who are in a situation, I don't know, maybe a single mum with three kids who finds it impossible to get out and get a job and obviously get the kids looked after. It wouldn't be affordable. Maybe somebody with a disability, for example, who, you know, for whatever reason, Ireland are not great at employing people with disabilities for some reason. We have a bad record when it comes to that. So there are going to be people who are always in a very vulnerable situation who will never be able to afford a house. Oh, yeah. Well, for the the real needy, like, but you see, there are people out there, and you've talked about this before, they go out and get themselves pregnant so they can get a house, you know. Well, it does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, there's ones there and they're playing the system, to be honest about it. like. Oh, no, there are people playing the system. There's no doubt about that. There's people who are signing up on the housing list at the age of 18 as soon as they leave school because they know they want to get a house for nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So, like, you know, if you're working and you're in a job, well, then you have to actually get yourself in a position where you can take on the council house for so many years until you get a deposit and then you're out and the next person gets in and gets a start. Because otherwise the vulture funds and all these uh, big uh, venture capitalists are going to be renting out big, mad expensive apartments and 
places that you can never afford to save then with paying rent and those, you know. Okay, so if this referendum comes along and it's a right to housing, um, you believe you'd be voting no? Yeah, no, you you don't have an automatic right. Like, you you have to do like anybody else. You have to show that you're going to be in a position where you're going to have ambition to get your own house, not to be getting freebies off the state because the state can't afford it. Well, you, you have a right to get a job and you, you should have a right to have opportunities uh, to, get a, to get a job to pay for your own house, I suppose. That's the argument, isn't it? But, well, not, every, but not everybody has those same opportunities, according to many Well, people. not everyone, yeah. But the, the vulnerable people like who are, we'll say, with disabilities and stuff like, yeah, well, they obviously can't because they... Well, not everyone, of course, with disabilities uh, is isn't working like some no no many are yes yeah but it's just Ireland has a pretty bad track record when it comes to employing people with disabilities generally speaking across Europe we're probably we perform pretty badly and, well, you know, given those opportunities to people with disabilities. But mind well, you, that's only, that's only one sector I'm talking about today you've well, got other yeah, people who are in situations where they just can't work but you were right I do believe there's a personal responsibility to getting a house there is like anything in life there's a responsibility but see would, would likes of um, because I'm disabled myself um, the actual infrastructure isn't always there for the little people like you know to go get a job because they, you find where you're working maybe if you're in a, in a high street or somewhere there's no disabled parking that you can pull up outside a thing uh, where you work or whatever or the pavement is all broken up or something and it's next to impossible you know so mm-hmm. there's all these things that hamper people from getting out of disability and into a job you know Okay well, we'll stay there for a second because Maliki you're on Classic Kids how you doing Maliki? Good afternoon, uh, Maliki. I mean, okay. One of the, I suppose, the, the the conditions of this government is that a lot of things have to be discussed over the next couple of years. One of those, of course, is a referendum on the right to housing. Now, it's a multifaceted, uh, you know, suggestion. But I suppose the main thing would be that everybody has a right to have a house, a physical house. Do you believe that should be a right that should be enshrined in our constitution? I think it should be a right if you're prepared to go out and work for it. But I think that what people are entitled to is some form of accommodation. Um, to get them over whatever problems they have in life. But well, we currently again, have that, haven't we? We, we currently we have that. We have that already, yes. And if, if the state needs your house, for instance, um, they can CPO it and pay it to market value for it, which is fair enough, I suppose. Um, but in order to give people rights, you must take them away from somebody else. So are they going to now say to somebody who has, for instance, a, a house in Dublin, maybe in a holiday home somewhere else, um, who has spent their life building that, that, well, you can't have two houses because Johnny down the road doesn't bother walking and we need one for him. But, where, know, but where, where, where is that in the programme for government? Well, That's an assumption well, you're making. The, no, but it's going to the Constitutional Assembly and we know from everything else that has gone to the Constitutional Assembly they will come out with the most liberal form of, of um, wokeism that is possible. And I see that they're, they're also... Sorry, going but to they're not going to take... Wait, hang home. on, but they're not going to take away the right for you to own a second home. Now, they can bring well, in... Ta- well, well, they can bring in taxation, extra taxation on the second home if that's what they wanted to do. I can't see how that would be, you know, anywhere of any benefit to society. But anyway, they may do that. But I can't so see then, them having a right to tell you you can't own a second property. Well, don't be surprised, you know, what this government, and particularly with the Greens gone in and this whole agenda that's now being pursued in society where we're moving we're already in a totalitarian regime and we're moving very rapidly in fact to a communist type state where the state will own all of the assets through various different um, agencies and ngos and that and if you look at you know people talk about somebody having a right to a house there are tens of billions spent in this country providing accommodation to people we fund a whole range of NGOs to, to the tunes of millions of euro each. And they all do the same thing. They all need to ensure that the problem doesn't get resolved but continues. There are now major property owners in the country, and they are now renting out properties. There's something fundamentally wrong in the way we're, we treat ordinary, decent working people. Because what the logic of what they're saying, and we can see this through what happened in the last economic crash, and we can see what happened during the, the, the virus, is that ordinary people who get up out of their beds in the morning and go and work are going to be penalised at every opportunity. And what that says to people, and what it will say to an increasing number of people, as we see with young people who are working part-time, why should they go back to work when they're getting more money by not working? But, but, but hang on, I, 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 I have no doubt... 
Yeah, but Maliki, hang on. Yeah, sorry, Maliki, hang on a second. But I've no doubt there are people who take the piss, and I've no doubt there are people who exploit it. And I, you, I absolutely agree with you about NGOs and organisations who are being funded by the state. Um, and homelessness is certainly in their interest because if it goes away, they won't be making money anymore. So, and there's any amount of uh, organisations out there being funded by the state. But in saying that, there are genuinely people in this country who will have no opportunity ever to own a house like you or like me or like you know many people in this country who own a three bedroom or four bedroom house there are many people who will never be in that position through lack of education to lack of opportunity uh, to circumstance for example if there may be a separated couple who have literally no money when they break up for example uh, and you know they have to go on the housing list uh, they might have to, the, the, the man might have two kids and act, she might have you know a guardianship of two or three kids and no opportunity to ever make the type of money that would get a mortgage so there's always well, going well, to be on, circumstances let's just deal with that let's just deal with that in, in two there was a decision where take that woman with three kids for instance okay let's separated. use an example of a separated couple and a woman with two or three children who's 47 years of age right both, so both parties are now entitled under a recent high court decision to council housing because th- presumably the, the father who will be absent will take the children overnight and he's entitled to a two or three bedroom accommodation to suit the needs of the children despite the fact that he may have them for one or two nights. But we do provide social housing. But what we do in this country is we say to somebody who we give social housing to that in, in, in a few years you can buy that and we give you back all the rent. We give you up to a 30% discount on the market value and we lend you the money to buy it. So what that does is it, is it takes those properties away from the social mix and that the next people who come along, as, as your, your Patrick said there earlier, it should be a leg up. A helping hand. That's what the welfare state was created for, was to help people to move from periods of difficulty into being independent people who could run their own lives. OK, well, stay there for a second, because obviously yourself and Patrick are naysayers in this. But I, want, I do want to go to David as well. David, you're on Classic Hits. David, you think this is a great idea? It is. It is. If, if no, first of all, I agree with it in a way, but for myself, selfishly, if they pay my if they pay my mortgage, I have a mortgage, you know, and I think if, uh, this this state is very uh, it's an unjust state. It's the hardworking people who are crucified all together. It's like the uh, the USC charge. We've no chance of that being scrapped. No. But no, they've already said that in the program for government. That's not going. But it won't be. Ex- but it won't be expanded on, or it won't be and increased. No, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it is, and, and and what they're doing, they're stealing money from you and I, the middle classes. And we must stand up to these people. And what this is is another thing. It's another. Uh, a layer of just to keep us down. It's, it, it's it's grinding us ever more. Who's going paying for this? This is what I want to know. Who is going to pay for it? We already uh, hand out free housing to people who come into the country for one reason or another, and we give them free housing, free medical care, free uh, living expenses, better than I would get myself with no pressure. And, uh, yeah, and, well, I don't, I don't want to go down. We, we, we can talk about direct provision way, another time yeah, as well. Yeah, but and and I, I, I'm saying that. Who comes up with these brainwaves, you know? Who comes up well, with Well, I, I thought you didn't disagree with the idea of it. But but you don't agree with the idea, or you don't disagree with it, as long as they're going to pay your mortgage it's as well a, at the same time. As long as you and I, as you and I, and everyone else gets a free, uh, equal treatment. Equal treatment but, for but, Yeah, but hang on. I, you know, I don't live in social housing. And I decided That's to private. No, I know, but I I, I decided to per, private. Well, I, I had no choice in the matter because I don't. I'm not entitled to social housing, so I purchased my own home. Um, and if you want to do better in life, you have to purchase your own home. I mean, generally speaking, you should be penalised for it now. No, but generally speaking, social housing is quite basic three bedroom housing, isn't it? It's and you, you know and. Well, well, no. Most people well, will, will oh, say okay, if you want to live in a if you want to live in a leafy suburb, you know, you're going to have to pay for it, aren't you? Hold on one second. Well, I just sorry, one, one, one at a time. Sorry, hang on, David Maliki. Sorry, go ahead. The councils are out there buying up properties in residential areas like Clontarf, like Fairview, like all of the middle class suburbs that, that you talk about, like where, where you live yourself. The council are paying market value above market value, in fact, to buy houses to house families who, in general. Um, need bigger houses or have been causing problems in wherever they are and are relocating them in there. Now, your y- other caller is right there. If we're to have some equality in this, then why did we do away with even mortgage interest relief for people who are paying their mortgage? We've done away with that years ago. Th- the reality is we don't have an equal society. And, you know, if we're to have some equality, then refund me 
the mortgages that I paid. Refund all of your listeners who are paying and pinned to the collar to pay to keep the roof over their heads, and they get no assistance from the state. And, you know, they talk, you talk about um, people, with, for instance, on welfare. If you have a child on welfare, your welfare is immediately increased. Years ago, and you'll remember this yourself, there was a tax allowance for every child you had. They'd done away with that years ago. So the ordinary working man or woman who's reared a family and trying to educate their children, trying to provide a better standard of living for them, which is what we all aspire to, are continually penalised. And this programme for government just reinforces that. And, and it will continue, you know... OK, well, 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 okay so David, David, am I assuming you would vote no, so? I would vote if they came out and said, like Matthew says there, if they came out and said, everyone gets it, I get it, you get it, I'd vote for it. But I am tired. But you, but you are, but David, you are entitled to housing if you earn below a certain amount of money, and you don't have the ability to. Well, I don't know, not having the ability to earn anymore, but you just don't have a job that make, means that you can pay for housing. Now, by the way, I I, I agree There's with both of you in some ownership, sense. Ownership, Niall. There's a difference between ownership and yeah. a property being rented to you by yeah, the council. Yeah. It's two different. The difference. I'm here. Yeah, we're talking we're about ownership. Here. Well, well, hang on. Sorry, David. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have my friend. He's a he's a builder, and it kills him social housing, where he has to put so much away for social housing. Well, 20 percent for yeah. affordable and and social housing. Yeah. It kills him, but he's no choice. But because he won't get planning permission, and he sees the young men and women who go into the houses with mortgages, and they have nothing in the house but the social housing. They have everything. It's everything's provided. I, I know it's very disappointing, and a lot of people said this before, that if a, build, a developer is building 10 houses, for example, he has to build two more for social and affordable housing, right? And the cost of building those houses then is funded by the people who are purchasing the other 10 houses. Exactly. So well, it'll because he's not going to take the hit, obviously. But, but that's discriminatory. I mean, that's wrong. It's wrong for a society. But, it, but, it, but, that's, but they, it, you just said the key word. It's a society. So as a society, we have to act in some... And I talk, I suppose this is socialism and to some degree, but as a society, we do have a responsibility, according to society, to house those or make sure those who don't have the ability or don't seem to have the ability to fund themselves are funded. Otherwise, we have you know deprivation, we have poverty, we have children raised badly, and we have people on the streets, which in turn increases the crime rate, which in turn makes society less safe for everybody. I agree. Hang on, Maliki, let David just answer this. Like Maliki said, and I was going to bring it up myself, I remember when I started off, you got um, relief from your tax for, for children, for the, for, for the nucleus of the, the family, that society. They took that away from us. Yet they'll give an unmarried mother. I've nothing against unmarried mothers if you make a mistake once. But that's an industry now where you get a free house and everything free. And I'm but but every one of those mothers has a par- has a father, by the way, who you know who helped to get yes. involved in the, the production of those children. Yes. And those fathers like don't get a free house as well. Yeah, but but those fathers obviously have a responsibility too, David. I of don't course. know why they're not taking responsibility. They do. they do. And I had this I had this out with the person I was nursing at one stage. She was fairly high up in the in the department with this, and I explained to her that it's all wrong. Why don't you have people to go out and, and, and hunt, uh, not hunt them down, but find out? Her ar- argument is we can't afford to do all this because we don't have the manpower. It will cost us too much. And I said, if it costs 15 euros to get 10 euros back, eventually that 15 euros will come down to 5 euros because eventually the society says, we're going to get caught. We can't do this anymore. I'm going to have to pay for my wrongs. And, and you know, Everything, it's the same. We do everything wrong here. We do everything wrong in this country. And I'm crucified, Maliki's crucified, and you're crucified. We see Michal Martin wetting himself to get into power for his Taoiseach's pension. That man should hang his head in shame for what he'd done to this government while he was in power. Well, well he said he'd never go into power before with Fine Gael or Sinn Féin, and now he's... He should hang his head in shame, take the golden handshake that he got, like the rest of him got in his party, and get the hell out of politics and let some young man or woman... Take. What about Leo Varad? Could you have faith in him? I've none whatsoever. Okay, listen, I have to go to a break. Stay there, David. Okay, stay there. A lot of people, by the way, saying they're not happy with the way this government has been formed because it's not what they voted for. They voted for change. Really, they haven't got change. Uh, they have Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, which, which is more or less what we've had for the last four or five years anyway. Although I know it was a confidence supply agreement, it's not much different really to what's going to be going on in the next five years. Uh, let me know what you think. The number is 0871880008. It was a sprinkling of the Green Party just for a nice bit of liberalism and progression.
Protection and Socialism. In relation to housing, is some, uh, some 50,000 social homes will be provided over the next five years. A current cap on the amount of money local authorities can spend on social housing developments will increase from 2 million to 6 million. So you're going to see massive... I don't know where they're going to get all this money considering we've just lost a fortune in our economy and our, our economy has tanked and we won't see the results of that for at least another three or four months. And part of that provision also as well mentions that there will be a, a referendum on the right to housing. A new scheme will also retrofit 500,000 homes by 2030. Um, and they also talk about direct provision. Uh, they're committed to ending direct provision and replacing it. I don't know what they're going to replace it with, by the way. Does that mean that anybody who comes into the country just automatically becomes a citizen? Um, I don't know. We'll talk about that again. That's a whole other topic, isn't it? But um, is there anybody, anybody at all listening today who thinks this is a good idea or will vote yes. So there you are in a polling station and the government asks you, can we change the wording in the constitution to give everybody in this room, I was going to say, everybody in this country a right to a gaff, not just a shelter or a roof over their head or temporary accommodation in a hotel until they do better or indeed social housing, which is basically designed, by the way, to help you along the ladder until you can afford your own house, but nobody ever looks at it like that. Is there anybody listening today who believes that every citizen should have a right to housing? So far, I, well, David said yes, but obviously in a sarcastic manner, meaning that if everybody's entitled to it, so should he because he's already purchased his own home, give him his money back, and Maliki feels the same way. So let me just uh, stay there with with me, please, David and Malachi. Let me go to Thomas as well. Thomas, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Thomas? Uh, not bad, not bad. Thomas, no. I'm trying to desperately find somebody who will vote yes. I'm actually sitting on the fence because I've actually, well, I actually work for a homeless NGO and I have done for the last 15 years now. So I've seen the sort of um, increase in services. I've seen NGOs have to kind of pick up the slack from government not being there. Um, I didn't like the implication that NGOs were businesses. It's kind of going... Well, it is a business, isn't it, Thomas? Well, it's... There's a CEO who gets a nice salary. There are people who get paid. By employing people. I mean, so we could take away all, all, all of the NGOs, right, and then all the people that they basically work with and deal with will suddenly be on the streets or will suddenly be homeless or will suddenly have well, well, the gov- well, I wouldn't disagree with you, but the government has absconded its responsibility and handed it I over agree. to funded I NGOs. Agree. But that's, that's um, the point I'm getting at is if, if, if the government funded these services properly, you wouldn't have a need for NGOs, and therefore I wouldn't have been working for, home, for homeless people for 15 years, which I have been. And I've always said, it's like we are the cheap alternative to public servants. We don't get the same benefits. Of the You're same not a cheap alternative. We, well, You're not a cheap me, alternative. Me, because millions me. of euro. hold on, millions of euro go into these NGOs to fund the running of those NGOs. Focus Point Threshold and all of them do all of the same things and are catering for the same people. And all we have got is an increase. There's something like 100 um, charities dealing with homeless which were created in the past number of years. They're created because because there's an industry there. And the sooner the better people realise that that there, there's an industry. The same as Brother Kevin an imbe- giving out an in- meals an industry for him. Oh, well, with the greatest respect, Maliki, Brother Kevin does it the best, for the best mode of the, out of the goodness of his heart. The man is, you know, he's very charitable. Now, how many soup kitchens are there along t- uh, through the city centre? In Dublin alone, every night. I have no idea. I'm sure you're going well, to tell me. Send Robbie out some night to actually count them, because I don't have the exact figure. But there are... Over the week, there are dozens of different ones. Okay, well, let me, well hang on. Let me get back, back to the point that yeah. Thomas is making, anyway. So, Thomas, in relation, and I don't want to know which particular NGO you work sure. for, but, I mean, Maliki has got a point that if you look over the last three to four years, particularly, the amount of brand-new registered NGOs for homelessness has, you know, it's gone out of control at this stage. I mean, there are any amount of them, and it's costing the state a fortune. Are they not being used? What do you mean, I mean in, what, in what respect? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of going, these are all popping up and it's kind of going, it's like an but if civil servant, say, yeah, But if civil servants did their job, it wouldn't be necessary to have you there. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's, that's, well, that's, me, bringing, well, that's me coming back to the point of Hang on, um, and NGOs are having to step in and fill a void that's been left by the civil service. So I don't understand the point of having to go at NGOs when it's kind of going, well, if they weren't there, things would be a hundred times worse. And it still well, goes back to the civil service not actually doing it properly. And I totally get annoyed when you talk about how many this, how many that. If the people weren't using it, it wasn't a need. Your paycheck. Of course you get annoyed. Do you, you want don't to want to, to me or down. do you just want to keep interrupting me? Okay. 
people were using the service, if they weren't using the service and they were getting funding, you would say, what are we funding it for? It's the fact that every, every bed in our um, shelters are full. Um, you know, so w- w- where is the problem coming from? You are aiming at NGOs, and I'm kind of saying, aim your wrath towards the civil service in case they kind of like, why are they having to pick up the slack of you not doing the job? But you seem very sort of fixated on NGOs and how much they're getting, and I would say, no, I totally disagree. Fund the civil service. You don't need NGOs because we wouldn't have a requirement or a demand for it, but there is one. So I don't understand why you're having a oh, okay, well, okay, okay, but then getting back to this idea of a referendum and a right to housing rather than a right to shelter... Um, do you think that would be abused? Because I think the housing list would go from 90,000, that it was suggested before, I think, by Young Keegan, if I'm, if I'm, I could be mistaken on that, but it was certainly somebody of importance within the housing department had suggested before that if we had a right to housing, suddenly we would have twice as many people applying for free housing because you have a right to it. Uh, yes, you probably would. Is that now down to the cost of private rental? And is that then this vicious circle of if local authorities, instead of basically putting conditions on developers of you can build so many houses as long as so many are social housing, if local authorities actually built just like, right, we're building 500, 1,000 social housing units, it would, it would ease the demand in the private rental sector. Over time, that price would then come down. People who are working would be able to okay. afford lower priced rental accommodation rather than having to apply for social housing. But the problem is just going to get worse because then you've got developers who currently at the moment have to produce 20%. So if you're building, as I said, 10 houses, you have to produce two uh, for social and affordable housing. The cost of that, for example, Helena, my producer and our our partner are currently trying to buy a house because she's working and so is he. And they're pinned to the collar to try and get a house. So the cost of the house that she's buying for 300,000 is gone up by uh, 30 grand uh, or should I say 60,000 because the developer has to fund those extra two houses that he's building. Yeah, I mean... So why should she have to pay? Why should hard-working people have to fund it? I am well, they're already funding it. Well, hang on, Maliki, just let's... I'm I'm someone who's worked full-time. I've never, you know, apart from child allowance, things like that, never claimed welfare. I qualify for nothing. I pay for everything, doctor, dentist, everything there. Um, I do think people will abuse it, not everybody, a small minority, but let's not try everybody with the same brush. Absolutely. It's a small minority. You know, um, but it's, I, I still feel if there was more social housing actually built by local authorities instead of pamming it off to developers, it would break the sort of cycle. People were, I mean, the whole bit about couples breaking up and then you've got two people going for social housing, you should try being um, a single male trying to get on the housing list compared to... Now, this is not having to go at women with children because they have a higher... Well, I, I, did have a guy, I did have a guy in the air going back about two or three months ago. He had split up from his missus and he was sleeping on his mother's sofa, so he told me. He said he was homeless. and But then he was sleeping on his mother's... He told me... He was, well, I said, but well, you're not homeless if you're sleeping on your mother's sofa, right? But anyway, uh, not in the sense of homelessness as, we, as you might define it. But he said he had separated from his partner. She was getting a social house from the social welfare, a three-bedroom house, and he had applied for a three-bedroom house as well. And I said, why have you applied for a three-bedroom he said, because I have two kids. And I went, so you want the state to give your missus a house and you a house so you can have the kids the weekend, she can have them midweek, and neither one of you are working, and you want taxpayers to pay for your misfortune uh, and your circumstances in marriage. Which I, I think is grossly unfair. I agree with you. I, I, I think something like that should be in place to say, you know, what's your actual needs? And you can't class um, your kids from, you know, if you're separated, coming over once a week or something like that to justify you getting a very big house and not actually paying for it. Well, that's what's happening. Well, that's what's happening. And you, and you have, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm not having a go at you, but you have NGOs fighting for these people. So not your NGO maybe, but there's other NGOs who are fighting for these people to get this. They, a lot of NGOs, right, there was a whole bit of NGOs kind of becoming property owners. It was a case of we had such a backlog of nowhere to move places onto that the only way they could do it was basically go to the banks. I don't know how they financed it, whatever, but it was to go and buy this because we had like people who were supposed to be there for a month or two were there for nearly a year and there was nowhere to move them on to. So you had this backlog and then having to refuse services. And it's all this sort of supply chain bit of, if there was somewhere to go, you wouldn't need as many NGOs because people would be moving on. La, la, mm. la, la, la. Okay, but just very briefly, Thomas, so there's, there's a referendum in the morning for a right to housing. Would you vote Yes. I'd be asking a couple of questions. Um, how are you going to fund it? 
as I mean, as you said yourself, the whole bit well, about general taxation, um, I assume, is how they're well, going to fund it. Well, I mean, still, still paying for the bailing out the banks. Everyone seems to have forgotten about that. That we're still paying for that. We've now gone and borrowed more money, even if it is at zero percent interest. It's still a debt, and it's adding to it. And as everyone's kind of on furlough and getting paid, it's kind of going. You know, we still have to pay this back and all the sort of interest. Oh, and, 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 and they're talking about figures now because obviously, you know, business hasn't been operating, so no taxes are being paid, no VAT is being paid, no P30s are being paid. Uh, the government is going to see a huge decline in the amount of money they get at the end of the year to take. And this could cost the state this whole COVID 19 probably 40 billion. And that's not taken into consideration how long more it's going to go on for. We're going to go to Patrick in a second as well. Hey, Noel, how's it going? Just wanted to say there about the social housing. I think it's a great idea. Um, I moved into a social house there on, on um, would have been last November. Um, Niall was saying as well that uh, they were fairly basic, you know. Well, the, the house that I moved into wasn't fairly basic. Uh, first off, I got three kids. Uh, the house I moved into is a four-bedroom house. It was, it's all open plan. It's fully kitted out um, with the best big side entrance, big back garden. Um, I've worked all my life. It's just that my wages don't come up to it, so I'd never get a house. So I was fairly thankful about that. Thanks very much. I'm not going to say no. Cheers. I said, why would you say no, I suppose? I know. Um, yeah, Greens in power, um, in any form, are going to be a bloody disaster for this country. Um, the country was built on, on free market, and now we're getting controlled markets. Um, Sinn Féin are, are worse. Um, they're creating a dependent society on the state at the at, at the, the, you know, the um, taxpayer has to fund this. Um, it's it's unsustainable and it's not going to it's not going to work. Um, but maybe we have to suffer, you know, um, socialism to see what it's really all about. Um, thanks, bye. Maybe we have to suffer socialism. Let me just go to Patrick as well, if I can. Patrick, you're on classic case. You don't necessarily agree with Maliki, no? No. Um, hi, Niall. Listen, Maliki, I respect your point of view. I just like to say that first. But what I would like to say is. Who's been setting up these NGOs? Maliki. Maliki, either. Are you asking me who's setting them up? Yeah. You tell well, they're, me. Great and the gro- they're great and the good of our society, I presume. They're and people who... The gr- they're great and the good, yeah. And who do you think's behind them? The taxpayer who's paying for them. The, the taxpayer, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm sure you know, and I know, as a lot of people do, I know one particular TD. The properties he owns is 55 different properties, and he's a landlord in every single one of them. And do you think as long as that goes on, there's going to be any change? So we shouldn't have any landlords? No, you didn't listen to what I said. That's what you're saying. The people in power, the TDs, so la- landlords should not be allowed to stand for election. Uh, come on now. Come on. You know and I know. Isn't that what you're saying? I didn't say that, Malachi. What I said is you'll never have change in this particular situation as long as you've people in power who... Hey, well, 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 OK, but I, I get the point Patrick is making. Malachi, to, to be fair, because I don't want to rush everybody because I'm short on time and I want to get to the rain as well. Is he not making a point that if, if a p- politician has skin in the game, that he can't make a fair decision? For example, here in radio, you know, I wouldn't mind venturing into politics, but I'm not allowed. Unlike the UK, uh, if you work in broadcasting in this country, the BRI regulations pr- prohibit you from being involved in a political party, right? Because you'd have skin in the game. So, I mean, is, is he not making a point that if, if a TD has 10 or 12 or 20 or 55 as he mentions I don't know who that is and please don't tell me on the air but if they do have property they've skin in the game they're not going to make impartial decisions about property are they? Well, well firstly anybody has the right to stand in front of the electorate in this country with, with certain exceptions Gardaí can't for instance um, and put themselves in front of the people and the people well, I either can't. elect Well I can't either don't. Well yes I said certain exceptions but the people make the decision and the people in the, the case that, that the caller is talking about know full well that different landlords or different politicians are landlords. And, you know... Well, politicians are publicans too, are, I suppose. Yeah. To say, you see, this is the nonsense that comes from all this equality and diversity and all of this, that we elect people based on what, what they are. Rather than okay, well, 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 okay. Well, let me just get back to Patrick at that point. Patrick, it would be fair to say there's politicians who are publicans as well. There's public politicians who are involved in different businesses. You know, where do you draw the line? I suppose you could go down a rabbit hole and say they can't make fair decisions on anything. No, w- 
what I'm saying is this, basically, look, nothing is going to change as long as you have people who have their finger inside the pie and they're making Okay, but do you, do, you agree, do you agree with the right, I mean, if there was a, a vote tomorrow to the right to a home or a house, should I say, not a home, because yeah. that's the wording of this, house. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you vote yes? Um, absolutely. absolutely. So, so everybody should be entitled to a house? Everybody, because what people... And what, and what about what about the aspiration to work to own a house? So where does that go then? Where does that fit no, in? No, no, no. Listen, it, it's re- it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it not written into the constitution that you have a right to shelter? Yeah, I think you have a right to shelter, haven't shelter. you? Shelter. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, most shelters that I know of is a home or a house. Not necessarily. A shelter could be a temporary accommodation until you buy your own house. Well, yeah. But well, okay, well, 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 hang on, because I, want, I do want to go to Lorraine as well. Sorry, and I'm rushing everybody, but I'm conscious the news is coming up. Lorraine, you're on Classic Kids. Go ahead, Lorraine. Hi, Niall. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Niall, I think it's outrageous, do you know what I mean, that people think that nobody is entitled to a, a home. Um, that's how we got the Magdalene laundry, because un, you know, unmarried mothers weren't fit to have a home or to be housed. That's why their children were taken off them. And if you look at the statistics in this country, most people, even guards and nurses, couldn't afford a home, you know. So where does that leave the ordinary working people? I live in a council estate. I actually bought my own home after living in it, renting in it, because I worked all my life. I'd only one child, felt guilty about having a three-bedroom house and thought it was my duty to buy it. And now I know I'm depriving somebody else of a house, but I couldn't have afforded to buy anything else. In my estate, people here are working. They're working for the HSC, they're working for the Department of Health, they're working for um, they're working in government jobs, paid government wages and they can't afford houses. There's people here that are looking after your children, they're looking after your, your old folks in home. There's people that are working here and have good jobs Okay, well, let me just quickly put that to Maliki. Maliki, it's a fair point, you know. I mean, realistically, to afford a house in this country, particularly if you want to live in Dublin, for example, or Cork or any of the cities, you really have to have a job that's going to pay you 60 or 70 grand and you've both got to be earning the same amount of money. I mean, realistically, you're, you're, on 35 grand, you're not going to get a house. No, oh, Well, hang on, hang on, Lorraine. Maliki, Maliki sorry, just to respond to what Lorraine is saying. This is about home ownership. It's not about having somewhere to live. And the earlier, Carla, from the, hold on, can I finish? The, from the NGOs, I agree with them on one point, that the councils should be involved in massive house-building projects. But when we were poor in this country and we had nothing and we were supposed to be backward, we were able to build the likes of Finglas, Ballyferma, Cabra, all of those housing estates right around the country when, when we were supposed to be stupid. And now we're so intelligent that we can't manage to do that. Okay, well, do, do me a favour, Maliki, stay there, because I have to go to news. Lorraine, please stay with me if you want to during the news. I'll get them to give you both of you a call back, and we can continue this conversation a little bit after the news as well, because so many people want to get involved in it. How would you vote? Yes. Should everybody in this country have the right to a house under the Constitution? Hey, Niall, you want to correct him there now, actually, all right? I'm not an unmarried mother. I'm a single parent. There is a difference, all right? We do, society, we do not need to be, to be married, to be parents. Correct him, Niall. I'll correct him. You've just corrected him yourself, in fairness to you. You're right. Thank you, Niall. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, Niall. It's Nick here from South Dublin. Um, As I said in my text to you there, I really believe this is such an important topic for you to be bringing up right now. Um, I I personally believe that, you know, uh, housing as in a home, education and health should be part of our constitutional rights um it's such an important uh, discussion that you're having uh, i'm getting a lot of resentment there from people who are i think really speaking from very selfish perspectives um but that's their that's their position they're entitled to it but i think maybe we should rewrite our constitution and bring in these rights with responsibilities attached and uh, make it a fair system and a fair country for people to live in Okay, you, well, I'll talk to Maliki about the fairness in a second of that. Niall, if I heard Spain were giving everyone a free house that was a citizen, I'd definitely move over there so I could get a free gaff. I was like, that's a joke that they're trying to make that every citizen gets a free gaff. Like, I'm working my ass off and uh, like to get a mortgage. I was like, and then they're just talking about giving them away to people who 
who uh, who are just a citizen who just doesn't even work. No way. Don't agree. Okay, she'll be voting. No, that's for sure. Just one final one. Harry and Earl, uh, I'm on the road here, working. I've been on the road since six o'clock this morning. Probably won't be home till about half six this evening. But according to these new things going to be brought in or being proposed, that I'd have a right to a house so I wouldn't have to go to work. I mean, if that's the case, bring it on. Should we all stay at home and do nothing? Uh, okay, well, let me just bring, before I go back to Malachi, let me just make that point to Lorraine, who was on before the break, and she believes that housing should be a right. A lot of people saying the same thing, Lorraine, that, well, if you make it a right, it just makes it so easy for people, and sure, what's the point of working? I don't think so. I don't think so. People want to work. They want to earn money. Some people don't. You know what I mean? Some people and don't. Some people don't. And they're the people who are vulnerable. But they're children. But they're not always, hang on, but they're not always vulnerable. Yes, there are vulnerable groups. And, and I mentioned earlier on, for example, in a situation where you might have a separation, you might have a mum who has guardianship of three kids and it's just not viable for her to get out to work. She can't get out to work because she's got three young kids and she can't afford the, the home or childcare costs, you know, just to get a part-time job even. And I understand those vulnerable groups, but not everybody's in those vulnerable groups. Some people are exploiting us. I know, but there's a system in place to stop that. But this is the ah, thing. There is. It's not enforced. And uh, the institutions that are supposed to be enforced now are getting the money to enforce that, and they're not. Do you know what I mean? Plus, if you're living in a house and you're earning a good wage and you did start off in a council house, the affordable homes should be made more available for people who can't afford market prices, but are well, I, well, I, I have, I've always said houses. that's. I've always said you know in, in situations where people are not earning enough to afford a house, particularly if you need to live in Dublin, shared ownership is probably the best way out of that. But Mal- Maliki, Lorraine makes a point, and so did one of our callers. First of all, she took exception to you, the fact that you use refer to single parents as unmarried mothers, which is a very old term which hasn't been used in a long time, and also the fact that there are vulnerable groups out there who could never afford a home. So, what's your problem? Well, of course there are vulnerable groups out there. And I have said that they should be provided with housing, not with a house. They should be provided with social housing, which will ultimately revert back to the state when those people no longer lead it and move on to the next people. You know, we have situations, for instance, where you have people who are in three and four bedroom houses who have reared their children, their children have moved on. Those houses should be moved on. And then what happens family. What happens to Mary or Johnny who's living in that house all their life? Well, you say the state moved, steps in and just takes the house off them? No, the state, they already own, the state already owns the house. They should be traded down in their own area. To a, to a one-bed apartment? To, to a two-bedroom apartment or something. But well, 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 hang on, Lorraine, would you, Lorraine, would you accept that, that if you're in social housing and you have three kids, and Maliki's not objecting to people having social housing, but then when those kids, you know, flew the coop when they get a bit older, that you and your hubby, or you if you're single, and, you know, and you're widowed or widower, that you should then be moved to, a, you know, a one-bed or two-bed apartment and make that a house available for somebody else? Yes, I do. And... It, it, I have to say, the area I live in, in after 2000, they built this new sustainable housing, which was mixed residential use, that people could avail of those facilities. And it's just gone out the window. We had to take it, uh, a, a case, a collective complaint to the European um, Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg, and they upheld that complaint. It took four years. It took a long of a, a hell of a long slog to do so. And what was, that, what was the principle of your complaint? Sorry. The principle that the housing was not adequate. And the housing in, in was what, not in, in, what, in what respect would the housing be not adequate? Well, for one, the build of it, you know, it, it wasn't built to the specific standards here, but the, the, self, the self-certification you know, was going well, on. Well, there has to be building regulations. There must be building regulations. There is. And there was a clerk of works in the local council that overseen it and the architect overseen it. And they self-certified housing that wasn't structurally sound. Mould, damp, water ingress, no DPC. Do you know what I mean? Okay, well, um, I, I think they, I think anybody getting a house in, in this day and age... A brand age, we, new house in the 24th century... Well, that, well, that, shouldn't, yeah, well that shouldn't happen. Well, although well, we've seen cases happen, happened, yeah. Okay, now, particularly the Celtic Tiger, we saw that, yeah. There was other people... Um, but, I mean, the, the yeah. idea that, say, for example, if you have three kids, do you have to get a four-bedroom house? Yeah, 
as I'm saying, the sustainable housing that's put in here has no, no, all specific... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 Lorraine, let me just get back to that, that particular question, right? Uh, leaving aside building regulations, and nobody would deny that you know, the building regulations should be up to standard for health and safety reasons for in all accounts, right? Be it social housing or private housing, it doesn't matter, right? But in relation to social housing, if I'm a single mum with three kids, or if I'm a married, sorry, a married couple with three kids, and neither of us are working... Should I get a social house, a four-bed social house, or is a three-bed adequate? A three-bed is ag- adequate. Well, and well, well is a lot of people are claiming it's not. No, well, if you go and look at the building regulations, there is a minimum standard. And So, um, what, so what is the, the minimum, minimum standard of your three kids? It, the minimum standard would be, it depends on the footage, but it would be a three-bedroomed house, one for the boys, one for the girls, and one for mommy and daddy. That's not the, the building regulations are about how the house is built and the requirements the on that. Jesus, this, this is, is the social condition. This is social conditioning that you're talking about. If, if I buy a two-bedroom apartment myself and I have ten kids, there's nothing to stop me living in that. The council won't say, oh, well, we'll give you a bigger house because you shouldn't be living there. And that's the reality. People make do with what they have when they have to pay for it themselves. I mean, yeah, there shouldn't be a standard in that sen- sense, Lorraine. It is a social standard because if I'm privately purchasing or, you know, if, I ha- if I'm if earning 50 grand and, and don't qualify for social housing and I have two kids in a three-bed house and I decide to have two more, I'm going to have to make, you know, and I've now got four kids, I'm going to have to make provisos for that. I, I have to manage. I'm not, you know, the, the council are not going to step in and build an extension for me. So I have to manage. So why should somebody in social housing turn around and say, with a three-bed house, I've now two extra kids, you need to give me a four-bed house? Because that's what's happening. But that, but that doesn't really happen. I stop, I mean? it is happening. They're, they're just, the councils don't have enough four-bedroom houses. I don't know. But, yeah, but Maliki makes a really I good point. There's a lot of people there with, you know, one kid living in three-bed houses and people with four kids living in three-bed houses. You know, we, we need to do big swapping around here. Well, that's me. And, uh, like, I I looked at the area plans when I bought the house from the council and I bought it through the bank. I'd only one child. and But I'm I, assuming you got a discount from the state because you bought the council house you'd I, been renting. Yeah, I didn't get that much of a discount because I'll be paying it till I'm 78 or something like that. And I've been paying it for 20 years. And it's the you same. Have got a 30, it's over 600 euro discount. a month. You would have got a 30% discount on the market value. The fact that yeah. you'd be paying it and I bought you know, for, on a mortgage forever is, is a separate point. Yeah, but if I sold now, I wouldn't even get half of what I paid for it. Well, you know what I mean? Everybody's in that boat. That's, that's like, a different I, I argument. Understand. So I understand. So I'm stuck with that mortgage whether I like it or not. But the thing is, I should have had the option. Well, you're essentially, it, well, yeah, but you're essentially not stuck with that, to be honest with you, like it or not, because if everybody voted yes in this referendum, you could probably just say, I don't pay the mortgage anymore, and the, house, and the state would be responsible to give you another house. Well, a social look, house. I don't, I don't think, you know, there's people that get mortgages and go into sick and get their insurance to buy them and they rent them out. That's going on since time began, since the boom began. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the- I, I, all I'm saying is, I'm not disagreeing with you that there are vulnerable groups. and I, 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 But I partially agree with what you're saying and I partially agree with Maliki saying because I do believe that if we make housing, and I don't mean a home, but housing, um, some sort of social standard under the Constitution, I think it's going to be widely abused. Well, look, we're going back in time when in the 30s we were able to build. And the thing is, we the council employed their own plumbers, their own bricklayers, their own builders, and they built the houses. And now that's what we should be going back to. And that's exactly what we should be going back to. They should be employing people, you know, in our local councils to build local houses and and not free houses. I hate this free houses. Even when you're renting, you're paying. Well, well, in a lot of cases, I was challenged on that when I was on television one night when I used the word free houses. But I mean, there are many people in this country who are getting a free house because the money they're paying in rent, well, firstly, it's subsidised. So it's very low rent comparison to what you'd be paying privately. And the money they're using to pay that rent, many people, not all, are getting on social welfare. So it is free. No, the Dublin City Council is owed over 40 million in rent arrears, which they refuse to collect. We, so those people are living for nothing. And can I make one point? We, before we discussed, you know, whether people, when there are housing developments banned, people come out and object. You'll remember the one in St. Anne's a couple of last year, mm-hmm. which Bart Canale gave planning permission for. Yeah. Despite the Labour Party leading the protests against it. Yet at the same time... That was A.O. Noreen, yes, yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to name him, but you yeah. have. Okay. Um, you know, was rabbiting on about social housing and, and, and all of this nonsense that he goes on with. The High Court last week rejected the Embarked Planala decision. So that's now gone. 
on the basis of they didn't take account of the Brent geese or some board or something. So almost 500 families now are being denied. I think it was 400, either 397 or 497 housing units being built. So at least 400 families now are deprived of accommodation. But the this happens all over the country. NIMBYism happens all over the country, not in my backyard. Yeah, we want yeah. you to build social housing, but not next door somewhere to else. me. Yeah. yeah, somewhere else. Anywhere else. I, Listen, lads, I have to wrap it up. Lorraine, thank you very much indeed. Malachi, thank you very much indeed. Um, and loads of those people are texting in in relation to social housing. But the bottom line is, I am looking at the text coming in here, and it seems the majority of people, absolute overwhelming majority, would say no. They would vote no to the idea of having housing as a constitutional right. Now, everybody they believe, obviously, I think everybody thinks in the same hymn sheet, that everybody should be helped. Anybody who's vulnerable should be in a situation where the state would provide them with somewhere to live. But the idea that you would be given a house and that's yours for life, in some way that you would be entitled to a house, it takes away the aspirations of people to actually want to go out and get a job and provide their own home. I mean, that's your right. Your right is to have an opportunity in life to purchase your own home. And I completely agree when it comes to, say, for example, Dublin being the classic example where house prices are out of control, although COVID-19 might put pay to that. Uh, I do believe that sometimes that that right is certainly, you know, it's complicated by house prices. So on those those grounds, the government should step in for, say, like the likes of Helene, and I hate to keep using Helena as an example, but for herself and her partner, you know, who wouldn't be earning, you know, 100,000 grand a year each uh, to purchase a, a decent home, where the state should step in and say, well, there's a shared ownership scheme whereby we'll pay for half and if you pay for the other half. And that makes it affordable for people. And then at the end of the term, they can decide what they want to do then, you know, when they pass on. Uh, they're, you know, they're young'uns. Uh, could then take up the mantle and take up a mortgage to purchase the house from the state then. The other half, if you know what I mean. Uh, so that's what the state should be doing. So essentially the state becomes the bank and that's what we should be doing. That's the way we can, we can have everybody in affordable housing and still everybody having to work for their own home. Uh, but there are people, to suggest there aren't people out there abusing the system, of course there are. Wholesale. There are people out there who don't believe they ever have to get up off their hole, get a job and work because everything will be handed to them. And the idea that Maliki mentioned earlier on that we are millions, and I mean millions, in debt in social housing because people do not pay their rents and nobody is ever chucked out. We saw two cases of people being evicted and even they took a challenge. Only one person in the end, I believe, was actually being evicted by the uh, Department of Social Housing. And what happened in that particular case, I think suddenly when they owed, I think it was €27,000 in background, they suddenly come up with the money. In other words, they had it. How does somebody in social housing have 27,000 or 30,000 or whatever it was they had to pay in arrears um, in one week? How do they organise that when a court is going to chuck them out? It's ridiculous. The fact that so many people in social housing owe so much money in rent when the rent is actually extremely low in most cases. It's subsidised. The council, if it was collecting that rent, we could actually afford to build a lot more houses. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.